Welcome to session number six of the prayer training course. This is the first of two sessions in which we look at intercessory prayer. So let's begin with intercessory prayer part one. Prayer is a vital part of the Christian life as it is the way by which we firstly establish our relationship with our Saviour Jesus by believing what the Bible says about him. See Romans 10 verse 9. This belief is established by the gift of faith, which is placed in our heart by the Holy Spirit. See Acts 15 verses 8 and 9 and Ephesians 3 verse 17. It is then our responsibility and commitment to Christ, aided by the indwelling Holy Spirit, to maintain the relationship we have with Jesus throughout our life. Actually, there are a number of types of prayer that can be offered to God, and intercessory prayer is but one of them. However, it is a very significant form of prayer. Given the emphasis that Jesus placed upon us, loving and therefore serving our neighbour, see Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39, intercessory prayer could easily be recognised as an essential part of our Christian duty to our neighbour. Intercessory prayer is not the same as prayer for oneself or for spiritual enlightenment or for spiritual gifts or for guidance or for any personal matter or any generality. Intercession is not just praying for someone else's needs. Intercession is praying with the real hope and real intent that God would intervene and act for the positive advancement of some specific or other person or persons or activity or entity. It is trusting God to act, even if it may not be in the manner or timing we seek. God wants us to ask fervently, even urgently. When we offer intercessory prayer before God, it is casting our weaknesses before God's strength. We rely on the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit to involve God's goodness, compassion, mercy and grace in the matters for which we pray. It is important that we do ask God for our desires. See Psalm 37 verse 4. In the book of James we read that we often do not receive from God because we do not ask or we ask amiss. That is, we do not ask in accordance with the will of God. See James 4 verses 2b to 3. As intercessors, it is vital that when we become aware of a need for intercessory prayer, that we come boldly to the throne room of God to petition the needs of others before him. We must not be put off by the complexity or the severity of the matter. We must also trust that he will hear our prayers and be faithful to his promises, as contained in Holy Scripture. When we ask, we must believe by faith that what we're asking for has been granted by God and what was sought in the Spirit will be made manifest in the flesh. This is known as the prayer of faith. See James chapter 5 verse 15. So what is intercessory prayer? Intercessory prayer is basically prayer for others. An intercessor is one who takes the place of another or pleads another's case. One study Bible defines intercession as holy, 
believing, persevering prayer, whereby someone pleads with God on behalf of another or others who desperately need God's intervention. A Bible dictionary definition of intercessory prayer is as follows. Intercession. To make intercession, originally to strike upon or against, then in a good sense, to assail someone with petitions, to urge and when on behalf of another to intercede. See Ruth 1 verse 16, Jeremiah chapter 7 verse 16, Jeremiah 27 verse 18, Job 21 verse 15, Genesis 23 verse 8, Isaiah 53 verse 12 and Jeremiah 36 verse 25. A similar idea is expressed in the Greek word exodus, used as petition and in the New Testament intercession. The English word is derived from the Latin intercesso, to come between, which strangely has somewhat opposed meaning of obstruct and interpose on behalf of a person, and finally to intercede. Intercessory Prayer, the Biblical Foundation The biblical basis for the New Testament believers' ministry of intercessory prayer is our calling as priests unto God. The Word of God declares that we are a holy priesthood, see 1 Peter 2 verse 4, a royal priesthood, see 1 Peter 2 verse 9, and a kingdom of priests, see Revelation 1 verse 5. The background for understanding this calling to priestly intercession is found in the Old Testament example of the Levitical priesthood. The priest's responsibility was to stand before and between. He stood before God to minister to him with sacrifices and offerings. The priests also stood between a righteous God and sinful man, bringing them together at the place of the blood sacrifice. Hebrews 7 verses 11 to 19 explains the difference between the Old and New Testament ministries of the priest. The Old Testament Levitical priesthood was passed on from generation to generation through the descendants of the tribe of Levi. The Melchizedek priesthood, spoken of in this passage, is the new order of spiritual priests, of whom the Lord Jesus is the high priest. It is passed on to us through his blood and our spiritual rebirth as new creatures in Christ. Jesus is known as the Lord our righteousness, and Melchizedek was the first priest of the order of righteousness. So, who is our model intercessor? Jesus Christ is our model for intercessory prayer. Jesus stands before God and between him and sinful man, just as the Old Testament priests did. For there is one God and one mediator, that is intercessor, between God and men, the man Jesus Christ. See 1 Timothy 2 verse 5. It is Christ who died and furthermore is also risen, who is even at the right hand of God, who also makes intercession for us. See Romans 8, verse 34. Therefore he is also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. See Hebrews 7, verse 25.
Jesus brings sinful man and a righteous God together at the place of the blood sacrifice for sin. No longer is the blood of animals necessary as it was in the Old Testament. We can now approach God on the basis of the blood of Jesus that was shed on the cross of Calvary for the remission of sins. Because of the blood of Jesus, we can approach God boldly, without timidity. See Hebrews 4, verses 14 to 16. However, Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 21, reminds us that his broken body, that is, his flesh, is also vitally important in the work of atonement. Hebrews 10, verses 19 to 22, says this, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he consecrated for us, through the veil, that is, his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart, in full assurance of faith, having our own hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Jesus was an intercessor while he was here on earth. He prayed for those who were sick and possessed of demons. He prayed for his disciples. He even prayed for you and me when he interceded for all those who would believe on him. Jesus continued his ministry of intercession after his death and resurrection when he returned to heaven. He now serves as our intercessor in heaven. See Hebrews 7 verse 26. So what is effective intercessory prayer? In intercessory prayer, we follow the Old Testament priestly function and the New Testament patterns of Jesus, standing before God and between a righteous God and sinful man. In order to be effective, standing between, we must first stand before God to develop the intimacy necessary to fulfil this role. Numbers 14 is one of the greatest accounts of intercessory prayers recorded in the Bible. Moses was able to stand between God and sinful man because he had stood before him and had developed intimacy of communication. Numbers 12 Verse 8 records that God spoke with Moses as a friend to friend and not through visions and dreams as he did with other prophets. See Exodus 33 verse 11. As New Testament believers, we no longer sacrifice animals as in the Old Testament times. We stand before the Lord to offer up spiritual sacrifices of praise. See Hebrews 13 verse 15 and the sacrifice of our own lives. See Romans 12 verse 1. It is on the basis of this intimate relationship with God that we can stand between him and others, serving as an advocate and intercessor on their behalf. Peter uses two words to describe this priestly ministry, holy and royal. Holiness is required to stand before the Lord. See Hebrews 12 verse 14. We are able to do this only on the basis of the righteousness of Christ, not our own righteousness. Royalty is descriptive of the kingly authority that is designated to us as members of the royal family, so to speak, with legitimate access to the throne room of God. So where do we begin with intercessory prayer? 
The place where intercessory prayer must start is with you. It is great to know that others may be stepping up for someone before God, but God wants you to put something of yourself on the line, otherwise it would not be real. Your private devotions are not just for your own benefit. If God's love is at work in you, you will care about others. Your love for them will lead you to take it to the, the Lord, the ultimate source of strength, healing and love. Don't be fearful. Be persistent and stubborn. God doesn't mind. God likes to see divine love at work in you. God honours your part in the relationship. It is best to always be aware that you never really pray alone. The Holy Spirit is your constant companion. For when the honest love in you for other people causes you to ask God to act to strengthen, heal, defend, change or bless them, there is someone else praying with you and that is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is leading you to pray. When your love is not focused or your mind is not clear, the Spirit steps in for you to express the intercession and draw you into it. Christian intercessors over the past two millennia have prayed their intercessions in a Trinitarian manner to the Father, through the Son and with and in the power of the Holy Spirit. See Acts 1 verse 8. God is not too concerned about what order we use, but it helps to see some part how God works in prayer. The intercessory prayer you first pray about someone may not be what God wants you to pray for. For instance, you might be praying to lift a burden, but the Lord might be using the burden to prepare them to do something for God. Then again, your prayer might be what God wants to happen. Thus, we are to pray listening for the guidance or direction of the Holy Spirit and pray that God's will be done. We may be able to better concentrate when we speak aloud the words. It gives the mind more focus. The mind may go off to explore something during personal devotions, but not while you're interceding for others. Those others must be your first concern. So it is sometimes best to clear your mind of all other thoughts before you move to intercessory prayer. Don't be surprised if the Holy Spirit starts tugging on your heart to take some sort of action about a matter you are praying about. You may be the answer God sends into their lives. That's not a license to interfere, step into someone's private life, like you're some sort of conquering hero, but the Holy Spirit might be calling you to be more than a bystander. Be ready for it. When you intercede, bring your knowledge, gifts, abilities, attention and energies before God and say, use these if that's what it takes to set this matter right. The keys to intercessory prayer are our availability to God's will or work, that is, a life totally surrendered to Jesus Christ, our obedience to the call he has placed on our life, our dependence on the Holy Spirit for guidance and direction, our commitment to daily prayer to keep ourselves in tune with God, our commitment to daily soaking ourselves with the Holy Scripture so that we know the mind of God, our love for our neighbour.
Let's close with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you provide our every need in this life and also provide the way for us to be with you in eternity. Help us to live our life so that we honour you in all that we do and that we are obedient to the call you have placed on our life. Guide us by your Holy Spirit as we seek to do your will through praying for others. May our efforts please you and bring a measure of your favour to comfort those for whom we pray. This we ask in the name of Jesus. Amen.